0: cannot tell from appearances how things should go. Sometimes imagination makes things out far worse than they are, yet without imagination not much can be done. Those people who are imaginative see many more dangers than perhaps exist, certainly many more than will happen, but then they must also pray to be given that extra courage to carry this far-reaching imagination but for everyone surely what we've gone through in this period i'm addressing myself to the school surely in this period of 10 months this is the lesson never give in never give in, never 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 In nothing great or small large or petty never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense never yield to force never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy
1: it's Matty and Patty, coast to coast from Brooklyn. It is Pat McMenamin, the Golden Fucking State. It is Matt Youngner. Say hello, Matty.
2: Hey, Patty. It's time to steal our resolve.
1: Uh yeah, exactly. That was uh, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill in October 29th of 1941. One year. Uh, in the school address to uh, Harrow or some school like that, <laughs> some British school like that, one year after they had improbably won the Battle of Britain. Now, low of the mind to make comparisons of war to sports time, uh, and believe me, Matt, and anyone who's listening, I don't do so lightly. This is a personal connection for me, Matt. Oh, yes. Uh, you may have heard this story. Have you heard this story before?
2: No, I just know that he's your hero.
1: Plays well, my dad's hero, and, you know, I love my dad. Um, and, you know. He's your hero, too. He's your hero, okay. He's a man worth respecting, a man worth looking up to, what he did. You can cast aside anything else he did in his life, but this one fucking time he did something more important than most men will ever do in their lives. Mm. So whatever you want to say about him, even his worst enemies would admit that uh and uh, but the but no taking taking getting away from war and to the task at hand here which is a simple basketball game uh i remember uh during the eastern conference finals against the chicago bulls uh i believe it was Eastern conference finals it's hard to remember these days uh but this was a, a, a you know is a revenge series for us um this was this was me a young burgeoning C- uh, cleveland sports fan who had been i mean my, my sense of optimism had already been crushed and destroyed at this point. I yeah, the Browns had it Exactly. Twice I was at Municipal Stadium for the drive. I saw it as a, God, what, seven-year-old maybe? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, one year later at age eight, I uh, watched from my parents' family room with friends and family as Ernest Beiner ran into the end zone to win the game but forgot the football. Uh, a year later, I was at the Richfield Coliseum to watch the shot, as I mentioned uh, in the opening podcast. Uh, so this was a couple years later. Uh, we had a good lead, I think, on the Bulls. Uh, I feel like in Chicago things were tight. Uh, you know, it was coming down to some free throws, and I just turned to my dad, and I was I was done with it. I was I was call- I was waving the white flag, Maddie. I was succumbing as any normal human being would to been there. Cleveland. Ah, despair. What's the word for it? despair? Dread. Uh, the reality. reality. Just knowing from experience what's going to happen next, and I just said, "Dad, he's fucking Michael Jordan. He's gonna hit these two fucking free throws." And I didn't, without the, the fuck bombs, I'm sure I was. uh <laughs> I didn't even bother with F-bomb. I said puck bombs. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, just, disclaimer, <laughs> uh, Disclaimer. Uh, obscenity amnesty throughout the, the finals for this podcast. Um, so I, I said to Dad, There's just, why, why am I bothering even watching this game? He's just going to sink the free throws He's Michael Jordan's best gay player in the game. He's going to sink them because he always beats us. He always, always, always beats us. And he proceeded to miss at least one free throw. I can't remember, but it, was, it, it blew my mind, and we came back and won that game in a way that I didn't think it was possible. I was re- I reached the point of going, there's no way, there's no way I've seen this script before. There's no way we win this. Mm-hmm. And my dad, you know, seeing a teachable moment, you know, and I'm a father now, so I, 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 I remember these things and, and it, it stands out to me. My, my dad kind of gave me a stern look. My dad was quiet as I did that and said, just keep watching. Just keep watching, just keep watching. And sure enough, we won. And then he, he, you know, I was, when the excitement with the game was over, he made me come over to the study, sat me down, pulled out this leather bound book from his bookshelf of (laughs) Churchill speeches and made me read this line. The lesson, never give in, never give in, never, 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 and nothing great or small, large or petty, never give in. And more importantly, never yield to force, never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Matt Youngner, uh, I think that is what the Cavs are facing.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Overwhelming
1: odds. Overwhelming odds, a, a sense that, like you said at the beginning, you can't tell from appearances how things will go, and the imagination makes things far worse than they are. But without imagination, much cannot be done. So uh, you know, I it, it, this is a time to steal resolve, to to drum up Churchill speeches.
2: <laughs> I can't believe your dad did that.
1: Uh, it was one of the one of the coolest things he ever did. Uh, I can't
2: imagine. I can't believe he managed to stay self calm during a game. I've watched games with your dad. He's a maniac.
1: I think. I think. I think. My, my father. My father is a human being. He saw his son, you know, taking on the sins of the father, and decided. <laughs> One decided time, to do
2: something about it. Decided to
1: do it. So- One time, he got his shit together. And decided to do <laughs> something about it. Uh, you can be sure I'm going to make my dad listen to this. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure he'll hopefully correct me on on my memory of this. Uh, this. this I think I've seen
2: him freak out watching a WNBA game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this this is true. Uh, and I and it's, it's this weird point where I, I'm calling my dad now about fouls calls. Um, <laughs> my dad looks to me for my dad. Now says to me, "That Pat was." Was that was really bad, right? You're, even you're, I'm like, yes, yes, Dad, that that was atrocious, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, uh, but let's get right into it, Maddie. We don't have a lot of time. I've already spent 10 minutes on my introduction uh, uh, or thereabouts, uh, just because this is a special occasion. Uh, by way of introduction, uh, too late. Eight minutes into the broadcast. Uh, I keep saying broadcast, Maddie. I can't help it. Uh, okay. By way of by way of introduction, we are too long-suffering Cleveland sports fans who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs. We are unapologetic homers, but we are self-aware homers with brains. So if you would like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans perspective and all things Cavs, you've come to the right place. Uh, So, Maddie, let's just jump off right off the bat here and get deep into the kill list. Uh, Who is at the top of your kill list? And and give me again, give me a quick disclaimer, uh, a description of what the kill list is. We are not uh, advocating the murder of anyone in actual reality. uh, No.
2: Proceed. But in the playoffs, especially as they get deeper and the consequences get larger, and especially when your team's losing games, Mm -hmm. you can become so infuriated with an opponent because of their style of play or the way they act or the way they look that you Mm -hmm. decide for yourself that in a consequence free environment, no rules, no laws, no morals, you would murder them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The list is getting deep, Maddie. Oh, yeah. It grows. Grows by the game, I think. (laughs)
1: Grows by the game. I give you the honors. Who, who who tops your list right now? So I think
2: in a game in which our previous number one, Andrew Bogat, was nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't hear much from him uh today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think uh Mr. Draymond Green is, has assumed the pole position and is number one in my heart right now for murder.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he for me he maintains it, right? Draymond Green was I think
2: I still had Bogan ahead of him.
1: Oh, you did. okay. I had I, I had him, I had him a, a close number two. what
2: What upset you uh, that he did in this game, Pat? Uh,
1: well, for for starters, uh, uh, let's talk about Delhi for a second. I mean, I mean, for me, it was the Delhi play. Sure. Which everyone, I mean, every every logical thinking person says that was a great example of Dirty Deli. And uh, boy, how did Green keep his composure? Answer, he didn't, and it didn't get a technical, and I don't understand. Uh, what Matt, what, is, what does Draymond Green have to do to get a fucking technical?
2: I don't know. We've asked that question before. I, felt
1: I, he... I think he has to punch the ref in the face. I think, I think, I, then, they, I think they, then they might kind of quietly give him a technical and run to the other side of the court.
2: I think it's got to be physical contact, because he's done everything up to that point.
1: It's it's fucking completely outrageous. Yeah. I have never seen a player do what he's doing to the refs verbally abusively, in their face, screaming at the top of his lungs, expletives, no technical. Nope. None.
2: Nothing. Not even what close.
1: Fuck. I mean, we can't even kind of enjoy Crawford to give this guy technical. But he'll he'll bark at, at – this adorable Russian who wears uh, a Spongebob Squarepants t-shirts around town. <laughs> as a look. Oh, my God. I cannot understand this. It just drives me crazy. He's, he is also such a goddamn poser. He is the fakest oh. tough guy I've ever seen. I you think see you seen nice. that Beats by nice. the beats by Dread. Yep. These, these fake questions. Why are you so rude? Why are you so rude? Like they sound like I mean I would love this I mean I I wish I wish that um, that CK Louis, Louis CK excuse me was was a Cavs fan. I would just love to hear him blather about this. He wouldn't care about it because he's he's better than that. now he isn't in- I wanna hear the Louis CK treat me. We we do this. Yeah. Oh. So you do not think that was a dirty play by Deli Pet? I thought it was a run-of-the-mill dirty play. It was a classic dirty play that every big man does on a routine basis. We all saw it when the that stuff happened, right? Everyone was taking these these shots. Look at what Kevin Love was doing right beforehand. Same arm bar, the arm bar they call it, right? The arm bar. He he had one arm bar hooked around, and his hands were not grabbing anything. Just the arm hooking the other arm. It was a classic big man move to sneakily – Get some leverage. It's not as quite as obvious I- as putting your hand on someone's shoulders and pushing them down. But if you're Draymond Green, you can do that twice and get away with it. That's fine. That's fine. That'll never get called. Never get called. Yep. And you won't get a technical for screaming, uh, fuck you, to, their, to your breast space. As, yep. as long as you're Draymond Green. Um, that's what he's doing. He was hooking the arm. And we're going to ignore the fact that Draymond Green was, was definitely pushing, pushing, and leaning on him. And then as soon as the weight started taking him down, looked for a nice, uh, painful spot to land on. Yeah. We're going to be cool. We're going to be totally, yeah, that that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. That did not happen. But it got worse, Matt. I, um, I, I, my heart was broken. Um,
2: oh yeah. Bad. Big,
1: big time. Um, a, a, as you might know, um, I'm a huge fan. I've been in this full podcast. I've been a huge fan of, uh, Jason Lloyd, that can Jason Lloyd, um, Especially his final thoughts column is amazing. Uh his final thoughts column, he made a comparison to Kelly Olnick. He said this was a clear moment where Delhi was being dirty and that uh he, he I should have put this in front of me. I don't have it in front of me, the exact quote. Uh if you can look it up, Maddie, while I'm while I'm, while I'm reading my my, my uh sure. quotes here, that'll help me just so I can get this accurately. But i I've got my 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 thoughts are right in front of me, so that's what I'm gonna read right now. Before. Jason Lloyd basically said, right, that uh, Golden State was justified, Golden State fans would be justified in you know laying Kelly Olmick blame on Delhi if he gotten hurt, if if uh, 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 Draymond Green gotten hurt on that play, because it was essentially equivalent. That was essentially the point he was making. So I tweeted at him just you know, one, your final thoughts are indispensable and the best, but there is an ocean of difference between Delhi from between the Delhi hook on Green and Olmick. The deli hook is a common dirty play among big men. Olnik seized Love's arm with two hands and yanked. It was unfair to compare to deli. Uh, sorry for the, your great butt tweets. Uh, <laughs> you're still awesome. Final thoughts: the best post game post game read out there. I still think that Jason Lloyd, even though you'll never listen to this, um, but uh, Olnik grabbed Love's arm with two hands and yanked. What? Delhi did was hook his arm, as every big man does, around his arm, and have the name of Matthew Dellavedova. That's what and he then, did. Well, and then was pushed. That's all he did. That's all he did. I'm saying. Yeah,
2: and then was pushed to the ground, and Green allowed himself to be pulled over because he was trying to draw that too. I, because, it was, no, it's
1: it's but it's true. A guy, a guy, Delhi's size, who, who uh, uh, you know could totally tear the arm out of a man like sixty pounds uh, heavier than him. Right. Yeah. That, that that's natural, right? And I I'm, I'm extra angry because I got text from 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 buddies trying to say that that was a dirty play, and uh, I it just it it drives me fucking crazy. Um. So yeah, that that definitely cements um, Dre Green's uh, a, a spot along among the top of the kill list.
2: Anybody
1: um, else for you? Um. I mean, I, I, I who's dropped off the list is uh, uh, Bogut. Because he just died, apparently.
2: No, he's 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 there. With
1: the I mean, sure he's there, but he's he's a buster. He didn't play in a guy. He missed an entire finals game. Got benched. Coaching play. Coaching DMP. He shares the honor with Kyrie Irving, who has the excuse of having his knee broken. He, uh, he Thompson.
2: His body of work speaks for itself, Pat. He's insulted.
1: He's the worst. You've forgotten
2: worst. about everything he's done.
1: No, no, no. I agree. I agree. I haven't gotten a damn thing. Uh, I just think uh, I just think he's dead to me now already. Uh, I, well, I don't know if that makes any sense. That doesn't make any sense. But um I it just it just I have so much contempt for him. I almost even want him to kill this. He's a buster. It's like it's like trying to kill Moore. He's a he's a fucking joke. And no <laughs> one's taking him seriously. He is awful at basketball. Uh, I mean, he's not really, but whatever. I mean, he's a terrible at offense, and I think his defense is clearly overrated if he came and played in a goddamn finals game. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I, okay, not, I, I'm going to pause, okay? I said we're homers and brains. That is definitely my homer hat coming out. Uh, and uh, taking my homer hat off, this is all about matchups, and it's amazing the coaching plays back and forth, but uh, I think if you, the coaching does to take you out of the game entirely, you have no use in this game, you should shut the fuck up is what you should fucking do. And that's what I'll say about Bogut. It was just, uh. Maddie, I just, I, I am surprised at the depth of my hatred for this team, but that's, oh, what, that's, that's, that's what a 3-2 bad. deficit will do to you. That's what a 3-2 deficit will do to you. Uh, right. you, you find yourself you,
2: surprised by who you're hating.
1: <laughs> you'll lose your composure. Uh, I mean, I thought it was impossible to top myself in previous podcasts with uh, obscenity, but it's going to happen tonight, Maddie. I'm, for I'm sure gonna, it is.
2: I'm going for it. So somebody that... that, Leandro Barbosa, I mentioned before, he's really (laughs) annoying me somehow. He
1: he is really annoying, isn't he? Really agitating
2: me. And what I I read this today randomly following clickbait on Facebook about uh, sports players who had uh, slept with one of their teammates' wives or girlfriends. And I had never seen the rumor of this before, but allegedly... On the Phoenix Suns, Steve Nash's wife slept with both Leandro Barbosa and Jason Richardson.
1: What?
2: Yeah, isn't that crazy? What? Really? Yeah. Are they, are they still friends? I mean, if I'm to believe a random website.
1: Well, as you should. I mean, it's probably, I'm sure it's true. It's on the internet.
2: Yeah. Uh, I didn't know further research. I just took
1: it at face value. The, 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 um, did this internet article say anything about the relationship between... Steve Nash and Jason Richardson and, and Nando Barbosa? Uh,
2: no, although I think Barbosa was off that team relatively soon after that. Huh. And Richardson, I think, just had a year with them. Um, I
1: don't know. Is, is it possible that Steve Nash is a swinger or something? Uh, I mean he plays soccer, so he's suspect, right? I mean he's divorced from
2: that wife now, too. <laughs>
1: uh, so I guess I guess the I guess the is a big no.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Um, Just a but, tidbit.
2: I don't know if that makes him more hateable or less hateable, but I was hating him during that game yesterday.
1: Yeah, it'll do it to you. And, and what 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 drove me crazy was how we played him and why we defended him. There was a play where Delhi was was guarding. I, I can't remember who it was. It was like I don't know. It was it was not a great shooter. I think it might have been Sean Livingston, saying, a you know setting a pick, and you know uh, you know poor Shump with his gimpy uh, groin and his bad shoulder. Chasing him around the screen, and Delhi looked like expecting, like, you got this. Like, I'm not going to help because I got to stick, you know. He was, it was like he's playing Clay Thompson or Steph Curry. Yeah. Like that's that's how we play, I, you know. And part of me wonders, and we'll talk about this more later, but just, just how much the mental fatigue hitting the Cavs because there were so many mental mistakes. Like, tons. That. there's tons of like. On both ends. The only way that Barbosa gets to the rim like that is if Delhi doesn't switch because why would you not switch on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or at least show when you've got a non-shooting threat, a non-shooter, as J.R. Smith calls him, uh, and Sean Livingston. And, uh, you know, that was, that was definitely crushing. I, not on my kill list. He's annoying, but he's definitely, definitely very annoying. Um, Curry, I think, is now firmly on my yeah, kill list. Yeah, he's, he's, he's
2: making him. it, huh?
1: He's there. Like, we already said Thompson's on the kill list. Uh, Thompson had another kind of quiet game. The cameras did not catch him, you know, shushing the crowd because it was his own home crowd. But can I just talk about Steph Curry? Yeah. and his Steph Curry is a bitch. It we... Sure, seems like it, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, I don't want to. I don't look. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think I'm going out too much of a limb. Look, I, I, like, uh, uh, like obviously we're homers right now, and only cast fans are listening. But still, my, all my cavities aside, Steph Curry is the best fucking shooter I've ever seen, and I've seen Mark Price. Mark Price is goddamn amazing. <laughs> But Mark Price didn't have the combination of the handle shake and then shooting these ridiculously stupid shots that he hits. Like, he's fucking amazing. I remember watching him at Davidson. He's he's fucking incredible. But he's a fucking bitch. I don't think there's there's any uh, uh, real uh, – is there any argument against this, that he's a bitch? I think this is self-explanatory.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm deep in Warriors territory here, but people find that uh, patently absurd when I raise that point.
1: Uh, I mean, understandably, I would give them all a pass. Uh, you know, I got into a Twitter fight with a former colleague that I just discovered was a Golden State fan because she's from uh, the San Francisco area, and I was like, all right, you're from there. You grew up there. All right, I'll, it's acceptable, but apologies. I can't be civil to you for the rest of the series. <laughs> I mean, with all due respect, but uh, go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> but, but like. I understand, of course. You'll make excuses for your own guys. That's what that's what the homerism is. We celebrate homerism, Matt, right? We celebrate sure. it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But I, what I don't understand, what I don't understand is how neutral parties can't look at Steph Curry and go, yeah, he's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Showing on the mouth guard, um, exhorting his fans to cheer. Shouldn't they know to cheer when you do an amazing play? Do you, really? They, they don't know to cheer unless you tell them to, to you know, get up off their feet? That's, that's, that's how it's going to go?
2: You don't like it when players get the home crowd fired up, Pat?
1: Yeah, they do it by fucking dunking the ball into someone's <laughs> <his> face. <laughs> you can't dunk. And, and then pounding. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Maybe learn how to dunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> please don't learn how to dunk, Steph. I've been terrified. Please don't, please don't learn that. You know, they, they pound their chests. But, like, how – I mean, he does it all the time. After every stupid fucking play, come on, get up. Get, just, just fucking play and be excited. How about that? You know, I, yeah. I, 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 my homers' colors are showing big time. But I just I, – it drives me crazy how often he goes to that. It's just it's just not a really cool play. But, no, the bigger point about him being a bitch is the – is the uh, we talked about earlier the toddler shake when he doesn't get called that goes his way. Yeah. That's what which
2: makes me mean. most
1: mad. It's so obnoxious. Also, uh, you know, the you know, we'll talk about this in a second, but the legal screens. He he did a Damon Jones screen. You know, Damon Jones Ooh. used to do the, the, leg, Ooh, kick, yeah. the leg kick, leg sure. kick to push people down. It was this laughably comical, ineffective way <laughs> to get the ball down the court, which you kind of appreciate because Damon Jones was this ridiculous showman. Uh, uh, you know, he wasn't good enough to be a showman, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, But yeah, uh, on that big Curry three pointer uh, in the fourth quarter, the reason Chump couldn't close out was because Curry literally kicked his foot out. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, fucking kicked his foot out. I mean, apparently, that's, I mean, they're, they're inventing new ways to, to, to illegally screen the Cavs. It's really remarkable. Um. All right, I, I, I'm, I'm, we're wasting too much time, I think, on this stuff, but Maddie, I, I want to give you a, a last word on the kill list before we move on. I, I
2: would just say my cousin texted me and suggested that perhaps Steph Curry's mom should be added to the list. Of the Ooh. first, I
1: believe, for a podcast. Ooh. Ooh. I do like that. I don't
2: think we've had a mom nominated yet.
1: I haven't heard that either. I, I, I hesitate for that. I have a pregnant wife who is a mother. Uh, and I think mom, you know, moms get excused for all behavior. I think I think LeBron would know that more than anyone. Um, I, I have a hard time buying that, Sam. Maddie, what do you think? Are you with it? Yeah, she's on the watch.
2: <laughs> this is the fucking finals, Pat.
1: She's, not, she's on watch. I, 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 I can't go all in yet. I can't I'm go not all ready in. to
2: murder her, but she's I'll tell you, her I'll on the tell watch. You this,
1: I'll tell you this, Sam. I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out. I, that's yeah. all I can promise you. That's all I can promise you. That's fair. It's gotta take a lot for me. It's gotta take a lot for me. It's gotta take some uh, some Game of Thrones shit uh, uh, from mom <laughs> to, re- to really make me think that mother deserves. I, I even in a consequence-free environment like Game of Thrones, I have, I have a really hard time, really hard time saying mom's gotta die, just you know, because because the way she's behaving about her son. to me some seriously land shit. shit. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on. Talk-
2: yeah, let's talk about yeah, the game. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. We 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 wasted the first uh, half hour. Uh, hold on, I sorry, take it back. We did not waste. waste. We did not waste a goddamn thing, buddy. We indulged. Sorry, it right. was a poor choice of a word. We indulged. Okay, we indulged, but we indulged. We're not disciplined. We need to move on. Uh, but I was proud of us for our our um, our curse rate. There should be like some stats on our on our like you know offensive rating, defensive rating, curse rating just um, off the charts. It's, you know, I, I'm at LeBron levels, you know, of cursing. Um, no, no, I you know, I can't even compare That's 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 unfair. I take it back. But uh, I, I can compare that. Uh, let's talk about Mozgov. He's the key thing. He's the thing everyone's talking about, Matt. Uh, yeah, you're worked up about
2: this one, Pat.
1: Yeah, I got worked up. Um, and the funny thing is, <laughs> wait, I'm worked up. <laughs> I'm just laughing by you talking about it. Yeah, I'm worked up. Yeah, yeah. How do I feel? Not great, Matt. Not great. (laughs) Not great about this. Uh, I'm also worked up about fucking everything right now. Uh, But but I'm worked up about this in particular because it's something that I'm conflicted about. But people are talking about this like this is a no-brainer, the worst fucking move. Pete Carroll throwing it (laughs) on the two-yard line of the Super Bowl when they're ramming it down their throats and need to run the clock out. In the end of the Super Bowl, they're treating it like that dumb. That's how people are treating this. That's how Blatt was treated by the foreign press, and that's how Twitter was exploding. In particular, uh, most Twitter, not all Twitter, Cavs Twitter in particular was actually you know respectfully. Fear the Sword, uh, Cavs the Blog, uh, WFNY was like, what the fuck? Seriously, seriously, this this is this is a story. Yeah. Um, but everyone else was like, this was the dumbest thing ever. He blew the finals. He blew it flat, dude, by not playing Mozgoff. Mozgov was the key of all this stuff. I, Matt, can you vouch for me? I love Mozgov. I think Mozgoff's amazing.
2: You, you take a backseat to no man for your love of Mozgov. Uh,
1: I, <laughs> for God's sakes, my key to the game, one of my keys to the game <laughs> last week was we aren't punishing them enough yeah. on the offensive boards. That's right. Uh, So if anyone was going to say, we need Mozgov out there, he has to be playing 40 minutes a game, it would be me. And I first, when we did this, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like the feeling. I watched how they played. I saw how Mozgov played earlier. I saw when he came on back and played well. And I saw who was also on the court, David Lee, Bessiz Ali. And that was great. And he still had a few screw-ups, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it was bullshit. It was a bad uh, foul call, like on a perfectly defended play. You know, the third a foul called on perfect rule of verticality defense by Moskov in this series. Unbelievable. Yeah. But um, I, by the end of the game, I thought, Jesus Christ, we just did the opposite of the of game four with Moskov. And look, yeah, we were kind of in, in the third quarter. We were never in that game in game four. We kind of came back in game three – sorry, in the third quarter, but we were not really in the game – The way we were this game, this was one of those like holy shit, you know, Spurs Clippers style series until uh, we went up one on a ridiculous deep LeBron bomb and then Curry Curry came right over. Curry came, Curry went Nova, and also did an illegal screen, which is part of his Nova uh, thing. But uh, you know, I go, I don't see how Mozgov one would have gotten us to that exact same situation, or would have given us a big lead one. I don't see how Mozgov would have stopped that Nova. And that's something that uh, no one has been able to answer. And LeBron actually had the best answer, I think, and, you know, the second time he's done this in the postseason. Where in the, in the post uh, press conferences, uh, LeBron has the best answer for controversy, which was he um, asked, asked him about Mozgov, and he's like, "Look, Mozgov great, but I don't see how uh, he would have stopped the you know Curry from doing what he did. That that wasn't that wasn't the problem. The problem was not having a big man on Curry going crazy like that, and we had a one point lead at that point." So, you know, you tip your hat. He had he those shots. Those are shots we want him to take, you know, in the sense of like, you want him to take bad shots. It's true. You do. You don't want him to take them in the rhythm like that. And there's not much you can do when he's doing that. But, um, you know, you tip so, your hat because what else are you going to do? What are your thoughts?
2: No, I agree with you completely. And this is where the problem in this series is that we're playing without our second and third best players, right? Yeah. And plus, marriage however you want. So, if Timofey Mozgov is in there and you've got Kyrie and Kevin Love and LeBron James out there and you cannot double team him, then you can really take advantage of them and pound Mm -hmm. down low and counteract their small ball lineups. But Mozgov, God bless him, is not, you saw in that game, cannot withstand double teams, right? Like he's never been double teamed in his pro career. He doesn't really know Mm -hmm. how to deal with them. They were going to keep running those at him, and we don't have the other players on the court to punish them for it, even if he was capable of doing it. Right. Um, you can't do it. It's not like this is this is Patrick Ewing or something that we can just dump the ball down to and that when we blew it by pulling him out of the game, um, they decided to defend him differently in a way that was gonna work. I, I thought was gonna work very clearly. And also he has no place on defense when they're playing small like that. That was demonstrated pretty clearly in the in the in game four to me.
1: Yeah. And um you know some of the biggest I think some of the biggest points made uh were by Matt Moore. Um, CBS News guy, he just had this, like, uh, scorched earth Twitter stream I woke up to in the morning. Uh, I mean, just, just. It was, I mean, it was a remarkable display by Hardwood Paroxysm. That's that's his uh, website. Uh, Hardwood Paroxysm's dick-swinging incompetence. Whoa. Swinging it left and right. Now, he had good points to make. He was overplaying all of them. All of them. By saying this was unquestionably, he was. I mean, he was like slashing out at anyone to point out um, they were in the game till the fourth quarter in a way they weren't in Game Four when they were doing what you wanted them to do. So yeah. uh, you know, it, it, no, just just the throwing all over the place, throwing out the plus-minus stats, Jeff Stiggy. Uh Val in. this is a call out to you. Uh, this is an example of where plus-minus stats, fuck you, bad if you just buy into one stat and want to believe one thing. And that's what he's doing. He's cherry-picking the stats to say he pointed out, like, you know, the plus-minus was so good when he's on the court versus off. It was like, you know, and honestly, he was saying it's 5 when he was on. It was yeah. minus 25 when he was off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 yeah, that's right, you yeah. know, minus 5 when he was on and then minus 25. So much worse when he was off. That was his big, like, obviously, obviously Moskov has to be on there. He's the only thing that's making this this serious yeah, as we pointed out, Matt, in in, in Game 2, right? Game 2, who was who a plus-minus leader in Game 2?
2: Mr. James Jones.
1: So, obviously, we should be playing James Jones 40 minutes a game. That's what we should be doing. Look, plus-minus gives you hints, gives you things to look at. But if you look at that and nothing else, it's not going to tell you anything. If you don't watch the goddamn game and see how he got double-teamed early and didn't know what to do with it. Now – Here's the thing, Matt, what I wanted to say about this, the reason why I'm conflicted about this, is that I still think our key to winning games six and seven Mm -hmm. is finding a way to force Mozgov into the game to make Kerr uncomfortable. It's clear that Kerr is very happy that Mozgov's out of the series. And, And I think Matt Moore has a point in that this is exactly what Kerr wants. Now, on one hand, there may be nothing else that Black can do. Black may have no other choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked about last game, like I'm not a coach. I don't know basketball that well. I just watch it a lot. but <laughs> but it seemed <laughs> to me, it seemed to me well, I talk like I do know, <laughs> but it seemed to me startling uh, admission. Uh, well, come on, I mean, let's be honest for a second here. Uh, just one second and I'll move on as if I'm, I'm <laughs> move on from there. but it it seemed to me that there must be some way to get keep him on the court, right? You know, I felt like putting him on uh, Iguodala is giving him practice three-pointers. He's going to hit more of those than we would be comfortable with living with. right? If he's going to have a, like, you know, 10 practice three-pointers a game, he might hit four or five. That's bad, right? That's bad. Yeah. Uh, so we can't live with that. Uh, I was like, why don't we put him on green? Green's going to hit probably twenty, you know, two or three. That, that we can live with, right? That we can live with. It's that kind of shade of difference. Like, why don't we shift that around? Find a way to keep him on the court somehow. Um, so he can take advantage, not so much of his offense. In fact, that's my thing about the double teaming. Like, why don't we just not force it into him if he's going to get double teamed? Uh, let's just have him be the extra beast rebounder to punish them on the glass. Again, my, my key to the game, <laughs> game five, to punish him on the glass. Let's find ways to get him in there. And I think Black made a ballsy, risky decision of just like saying, you know what? I know, I know Timo. He hasn't been practicing passing out the double team. He hasn't seen it all year. This is the NBA goddamn finals. Uh, this is not the time to learn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll take him out and we'll revisit this in practice and see if we can make something to work. And so I'm hoping to see Modscuff get a little more burn. I don't think he's going to get 40 minutes or 33 minutes like he was getting earlier in the season, but I think he's going to probably, I'm hoping he'll get 20 minutes burn uh, tomorrow night if they can find a way to uh, scheme him back into the game. I think they had right. to like rethink that. I think they were not expecting the double team, and that's you know it's, you can say it's on Black for not expecting it, but man, I guess I mean this is how good of a coach Kerr is, this is how good this this Golden State team is. That there's so much to game plan for. It's it's hard. It's so it's got to be so hard to be game planning everything and to miss something like that. I think he I think he clearly made the right decision because they they had no plan for it, and you can't trust Mozgov to just wing it the way no, he came with LeBron.
2: Especially not with the other players out there around him. I mean, I think that's the important thing to remember. I I feel like LeBron is the only guy who's capable of giving him an entry pass in the post. Mm -hmm. Nelly turned the ball over two times trying to do that once, and then they got away with another one maybe. I mean, he's bad, bad at that. T.T. certainly can't do it. Shumpert was a mess in a lot of ways in this game and was was maybe my biggest disappointment. Um, Right, so if you have a very hard time getting him the ball, you don't have guys that can that either know how to move without it or I don't, whatever's going on with them or just not competent or fast enough to get to spaces that can be helpful. It's very difficult to utilize him like that. An right. amazing piece. If he is the fifth best player out on the court or your fourth best player out on the court, it's more difficult when you're asking him to, to be the second scorer on a team.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, asking too much of him. Opinion. I, I completely agree. Um, all right, Maddie, we are running short on time, and I think we maybe have at max 30 minutes left. Um, should we move on to the next uh, topic?
2: Sure, you want to go to JR? Because I think this is a, a repetition of the uh, same uh, theme to me.
1: Yeah, hold, hold on. I, I, I Actually, this is what I want to move on to real quick. Sure. That's all we get. That's all we get, Maddie.
2: That's all we got in the game.
1: That's all we got in the game. I just want to play that for a second because – we begged yeah. JR, we begged JR to, to give us a reason to play that gorgeous fucking song, So Right by Milford Jerome. Uh And he gave it to us. And that's about how much he gave us. Four he, shots. Four shots. He, just, he, he was, I thought he fucking had And then. Well, four
2: threes. He hit a, another crazy two in there. Yeah, too, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But no, but he, he was looking so good. I was so excited. like, this is going to happen. And then, I, this is the moment I knew it was over. Caught the ball. There was no one within five feet of him. Yeah, I know just
0: and what
1: you're just, talking about. He, he just goes, I'm going to put the ball on the floor. Wide open three, and he, he passed up the shot. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, something spooked him. Something spooked him. He didn't, he didn't trust the shot. I don't know what spooked him. It's killing me. What's so amazing and so much fun about, about having Jr. Smith in your team and obviously, you know, agonizing. But honestly, I think unbalanced fun uh is no matter how bad he plays i'm always confident not confident but i always know there's a real and an realistic chance he's gonna go crazy
2: yep
1: and you know it may not happen at all in the finals he may just continue to sputter like this but i i just don't know i just don't know he might just do something yeah um, i was listening to uh
2: zach lowe at a podcast with Brent Barry over the weekend, and they were talking about Jr. and Barry was sort of like, "Yeah, I hear all these people like, you know, we got to hope that Jr. gets hot like that." And he's like, "Do you really want to be relying on that?" And again, my answer is, "No, I don't want to be relying on that." I love it is a fourth or fifth option where yeah. something crazy can happen. We could do it. This team with Love and Irving doesn't rely on that. I That's a nice rely- thing we can get.
1: I would love to rely on Kyrie and Love. I would love to. I would love to rely on that and have that be there's the fourth. Oh, oh. Bonus, gravy, yeah. oh, Jr. goes off tonight. Oh, now nah, we got in the bag. That would be right. fantastic. But instead, so the, this is what we got. This is your team. Again, this is your team. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and again, this is a consequence of that, right? So instead of having Kyrie in occupying Clay Thompson as a defender, Clay gets to just smother J.R. Smith on a yeah. lot of these possessions. And I think that's really bothering. So the, the, the trickle-down effect of having those guys out is really being felt by – are role players. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're and Golden State is totally capable of making them pay for that because they are very good and they very deep and very well coached. Exactly. All the things we said coming into this series continue to be true. That's why this is, it's a minor miracle that we won two games, that we could have won a third, um, but it feels sort of uh, inexorable to me at this point, that that Golden State is just doing the things that they are capable of, and we are falling victim to the things that we sort of knew we were going to fall victim to because um, we are asking yep. guys to do they are not really capable of doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, JR is a prime example of that to me. Still possible that he goes 10-13 in the next game from three-point range, right? That yep. could happen. That could absolutely but, happen, and who knows? But it is yeah. – uh, I don't. I don't feel super don't confident it. about it, and that's one. Of, that's one of the reasons
1: why. That's the point. You can't count on it. You can't count on J.R. Smith going off like that, uh, and certainly not at this point. The way, how depleted we are, and, and how good of a defensive team Golden State is in a way that Atlanta was not, and that's really the difference. People keep saying, "Oh, you're counting on Golden State to miss." Well, you know, they're not Atlanta. No, actually. They're very similar offensively, with the exception of uh, uh, you know, well, not similar offensively, I should say. That, that's not right. Yeah, they're, sim- they're similar. in Thank scheme. You.
2: Thank you for correcting
1: yourself. Sorry, they're similar in scheme, but the but the big the, the, to me the biggest the bigger difference between Atlanta and Golden State is defense. And I don't. That's think, a, I that think is a huge difference.
2: difference. Like I think you people never, forget about
1: that. It's the biggest difference to me uh, 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 between Atlanta and uh, uh, Golden State. You know, uh, anyway, go ahead.
2: Um. So the other thing, I mentioned it earlier, but Schumpert was just so bad in this game, man. Yeah. Um, losing people on defense like crazy. This Twitter was blowing up about his uh, off-ball defense. His on-ball defense continues to be incredible, mm-hmm. and he is so good at getting those like getting his hand on the ball for steals in, in big spots. He's amazing at that.
1: But he was losing
2: people like crazy on defense, and uh, if that's – being mentally tired as a result of being physically tired or whatever, it was bad. He had a couple big threes, but he also just blew a couple layups in there. He had the one uh, – he had a sort of a layup that would have been a little contested he could have gone in for on a breakaway, and he dished it back to TT who got fouled late in the game, and I think we were texting back and forth, Pat, and just said he was terrified. There was no way he was going to take that layup. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: totally I mean freaked he freaked out that he, he was going to miss it. I mean, he, he made, Frankly, the was the weirdest the weirdest part was I, th- I. think he made the right choice.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. With, I, I wish he hadn't felt that way, but given his emotional yeah. state, I think it was the right choice. I, I agree also,
1: with you. Honestly, even in the regular season, he he has he had always had trouble finishing. Mm-hmm. He's always. Had, I mean, he missed two dunks in the regular season. Remember that? Yeah. In the same, yeah, game, yeah. In the same game. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's a mental thing or an injury. Thing, I don't know, but like he, you know, he's going. He's costing good, himself. Some money in this series, lot I think. A ton of money. It's which is, I mean, I hate to say it, but great for us because he's a huge asset, and you know it'll make him much more affordable. Uh, he's definitely not TT money, and he certainly aimed for that uh, beginning of the season. But uh, uh you know, um, yeah, you know, he was driving that basket, and you know, I've have seen this play before where he drove to the basket with a guy who was in position, you know, you know, one on one. And he missed the layup, and that was it. So we saw TT trailing behind. He made the right play. You know, if those guys aren't quick to follow him, TT just throws that down. It's just TT's also had a problem with gathering quickly and you know yeah. <laughs> dunking the ball. So um, you know that's one of those sad things. It was, it's, it's just you know we thought we had it last night with JR finally kind of surfacing, but uh, and it was good. It was you know, if anything, I hope it was good for his confidence to know that he's got that stroke back. He's just got to find ways to get to get open. Um, and I feel like I feel like the problem that LeBron and the Cavs have is when you start feeling it, they go, "Oh, we got to keep feeding it, keep feeding it to him, keep feeding it to him." It's like, and then it gets broken. Like, let's just let's just give it to him little dribbles. I I know it's counterintuitive because Dera gets likes to get hot and the Enfuego Fuego stuff. I don't want that mm-hmm. shit in the first half, first of all. I want to piece it out, dribble by dribble. Just keep him confident. Just 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 a, you know a look here, a look there when they're not expecting it. They were able to like load up on it. It's coming every time. It was obvious we we're trying to get it to him. Obvious we were trying to feed it to him. And I yeah. feel like they started to shut it down because they're like, oh, oh, we're going to keep shutting this down. So we got to mix it up, man, and just not do it early on in the second, first half. We can do it in the second half when they're tired. This is something I'm going to get to when we get to the preview. If we get to the preview. Uh, uh, when the legs get tired, that's when we start, have to start like, feeding it to him when he feels hot, feeding him okay. again and again. Where J.R. Smith kills you and burns you is not in the goddamn first half. It's towards the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter. That's where he's been just crushing people. Yeah, because except tired, in this series. Except in this series. I think because we haven't played towards it because we we had no we couldn't afford it. We, we need his offense right away because we have nothing else, right? So I feel like we have to just try and space that out a bit. Space that with LeBron bully ball early and and hope that we can pull it out later in the half. I don't know. This is my gut. So, Go ahead. So two
2: do does us getting beat pretty badly on the boards in that game concern you moving
1: forward? Getting beat in the boards? Um Yeah. yeah. Because it wasn't just lucky bounces; they also got a ton of lucky bounces. But they, we also got a hustled. Uh, Curry uh, had
2: two offensive rebounds off free throws. Pat.
1: Yeah, uh, one of them was a foul, but whatever. Uh, he's not going to get called for that, and he's said to live with that. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous to live with that. It, it's not. It was an obvious foul, I think, late in the game when he got that foul, that that uh, rebound. I thought I think he pulled the guy's arm, is what I saw, but maybe I saw it wrong. Um, but. No, uh, even that aside, it wasn't the ref's fault on that. We were not playing. No, we
2: missed a lot of assignments. LeBron admitted it. His-
1: I was just going to say, his- Dave, Dave McMenamin's article on that was pretty good and pretty, pretty mm-hmm. resounding. LeBron admitted it, as you said. Um, no, it was really upsetting. And I think, I think you know, if there's any criticism, again, of the uh, Mazgov thing being out, is that we didn't have the offense. But my point is that with LeBron and TT, you know, we should still be able to re- – I mean, look, well, LeBron's doing everything. It's a matter so. of
2: effort and, and uh, smarts, I think, and that is what we were missing in that game. Yeah. More well, anything to me. Well, we played effort- dumb.
1: Yeah, but effort is not – I think effort's the wrong word. Um, uh, I think there was clearly effort. It was just execution. I feel like there was – while the muscle fatigue wasn't there last night, the mental fatigue clearly seemed to be. From Shump missing guys and just losing the missing assignments, as we said earlier about Delhi missing assignments – and then, like you have know, LeBron, who is so hard in his team, rightfully so, as their leader, missing his own assignments, uh, you know, just crushing. They just they, they they mentally, I think they're tired, and that's that's tough. I don't know how you feel, how you deal with that, except just you know, you just have to get that resolve. You have to have that attitude of never giving in, uh, as we said at the top. Um, but how concerned am I? Um, I'm concerned enough that I really, really, really hope that Blatt finds a way to work Mosgov in in a way that adjusts to what um, Kerr was throwing at him. Find a way to get him back in, and I really hope that his anger at his being questioned and it's bullshit—I think that he's being questioned. I think it's absolute fucking bullshit, or at least the at least the way he's being questioned is right. absolute bullshit. Just absolute bullshit. You know, Matt Moore again will say like, "Oh no, I said he was brilliant." No, if you say he was brilliant in Game Two and Three, you don't talk the way you fucking did about him in this series. Ooh, daddy, you are fired up. I am. It's bullshit. It's not intellectually honest. It is. It is cherry picking. It is. It is embarrassing. It should be embarrassing for someone that otherwise has good back- basketball acumen like like this guy, Matt Moore. Um, he should know better. And look, as like I said, there he has decent points in there about the trade offs. The point was there wasn't a perfect answer given the actual state of the game and where Mozgov was at mentally and phys- – when I say physically, I mean like physically what he was capable of executing, more mentally actually than anything. Just just being able to execute out of the double teams. I felt like he made a ballsy call, and it seemed to be working throughout the game. I, I You really cannot blame him for sticking with that, given how badly things were going in the first quarter, given what you know of Mozgov as a player, and given your – Goddamn eyes, if you're watching the goddamn basketball game and not just the stats. This is where you can get hurt on over, over relying on plus minus. Um. Anyway, but that being said, he's right that we are at our best when we can have Mozgov and TT just punishing those motherfuckers mm-hmm. with, their, with their size. we got to find a way to get that back in. And I just think there's a good excuse for Blatt not having a good answer for it in the middle of the game, and we were doing well enough he had to roll with that. I think was that was that's, that's, that's my takeaway from this. But big time, game six, he's got to find a way to give at least 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes really can make a big difference, especially with those uh, rebounds. It could also just get put, put Kerr into a panic move maybe, you know? Mm-hmm. Kerr, Kerr has really not made a lot of panic moves. I haven't seen anything. Honestly. I don't think he one. Not one. I mean, he's, it's like it, the minute we get a good mismatch, he immediately calls timeout and puts the right guy in. It's, it's really upsetting. It's like playing against the computer. You know, an yeah. expert mode—it's yeah. so fucking annoying. And this is no slide. This no slide against Blatt. It's just that like, you know, what else is he gonna do? He doesn't have—he doesn't, he's doesn't have do any show. pieces. He's, he's doing what he can, man. And can, oh, briefly before we move on to what the ref, and then we're running out of time. Before we move on, the Marion shit, Matt. Can you just? Can you just? I can't. I just can't. I can't. There's so many people saying. The Sean Marion should be playing in this series, and I I love the Matrix. I love what he gave early in the season. I love his def- his defense. I love his ridiculous shot. Um, can you just please explain? Can you just can you just address this?
2: I mean, he's done. I don't know. I don't know what people what the hell people are talking about or what they've watched in this in this playoffs or for most of the season. He is done physically. On both ends of the ball. I don't I don't know that there's I don't think there's a, there's not more to it it's not a mystery. He's I don't think he is physically capable of playing in a series like this.
1: Here is something I heard on ESPN on like the it was like the backups showed up on uh, after sports center ended it was like inside the NBA but for ESPN I don't know it was it was people I didn't recognize and Antonio Davis I think. I don't even know who he played for. Antonio uh, Davis? You remember yeah, him? he played for
2: the Raptors and the Pacers. I, just I think the Pacers traded him for Jonathan
1: Bender. I think enough said. Um, he was saying because he kept saying he really wants Matrix in the game. I guess he's friends with them. Uh, and fair enough. Like again, Ma- Ma- Marion, I-, I would I would love nothing more than him to find some like uh, some safe minutes in this final. Yeah. I really I would love to get him to get a minute, at least a minute. The same way I want, I want I want Andy to appear at this game. Yeah, you know, I want him to suit up and just just appear for some moment, to get the crowd crazy. Uh, I I would love that, and there's something to be said for that, Matty. This is this is do or die. Six. This might be the time to do what we talked about. Pull out all the stops. Pull all the stops. Put put on the court. Uh, Who would be? I mean, God, prime Varejao would be amazing right now. You could just bring that out of nowhere. But he's not prime. He's he's coming off an Achilles tendon injury. Played
2: basketball in six months.
1: Yeah, and he's about three months before he would really be playing contact basketball. From uh, uh, Doctor Brendan will uh, tell us uh, whether he should be playing this early yeah. in a, an Achilles tendon injury. But uh, I don't. I think the answer is no. Anyway, um, I don't. Know. I just uh, this. We got to find a way. You gotta find a way. Sean
2: Marion is
1: not the answer that we we're looking He's at. not the answer. Oh, oh sorry, so, so my point being with the was saying, was saying, he can defend. Kind of, kind of. I'm sorry. And, uh, uh, and he can he, who can he defend? Oh, oh exactly. No, he's meant, period. He can defend. I'm like, eh, eh. I mean, Mike Miller can eh, defend. Yeah. He's, a, he's a body that can move yeah. and be in certain positions. I'm sure he Miller wouldn't do can, work. I'm sure he wouldn't do worse than James Jones, but then, he's, then he then falls up with he can knock down shots. Uh, 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 he definitely absolutely cannot. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's the worst part of his game right now. Uh, no, he cannot, and that's what we can't afford. That's why Mike Miller is playing, even though he's clearly a worse defender than Marion. Or clearly, I don't know. They're both you know old, but you know uh, the reason why James Jones is playing because he can knock down shots. Yeah. Uh uh that's why Marion's not playing. And uh, <laughs> just stop. It. Just just stop it. All right. Maddie, let's move on. What, what the ref? What the ref? I I I I can't be trusted to talk right now. I'm so mad. Can just go. So the one that I'm still mad about is oh, yes.
2: the the botched eight second call. Jesus uh, Christ that uh, our Uncle Granty pointed out to us soon after it happened, he rewound and watched, and I saw it, uh, Rallabob Bulgaris, who's a good objective read on things generally, Mm -hmm. um, backed it up too. They started, the the shot clock operators started the the 24 second clock about two seconds too early before the Cavs really had possession of the ball. which is why LeBron, who's pretty smart about these things, was not rushing to get it over the court. He thought he had another couple of seconds. Not that he shouldn't have been paying the attention to the clock, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was the wrong call.
1: Yeah. And it's and too- that
2: was a huge momentum swing at the moment, where we are up three, coming back down uh, to either hold the – we're going to hold the ball for the last shot. So it would have been at a minimum up three um, or up two. I can't remember exactly what we were. We are up. And then they – had that turnover, and they came down and got a bucket in the foul, and uh, had the lead going into the half. That one makes me very angry.
1: Yeah, and, and it just—I mean, the thing is, I, I'm embarrassed to say I thought it was a 10 second rule.
2: Now nah, they changed it. They changed <laughs> it a few years ago.
1: Yeah, I missed that, uh, which is sort of bullshit, but whatever. Uh, I, I say that now. Uh, also, bullshit because I've never seen it called. And th- and there's been a million times th- I've seen the ball being brought across the court with 15 seconds and 14 seconds a million times. I've never seen it called. I
2: don't never. think you have. They call that one pretty consistently. I saw Versteeg in the third the game. Yeah, they, it gets called.
1: It doesn't yeah. happen very much, but it gets called. Nah, I missed. I missed all of them, I guess. I, or at least, I don't know. I feel like I've seen. I've seen it. But, well, whatever. I'll leave it alone. Clearly, I'm. Uh, not objective here. Um,
2: what made you mad about the refs, Pat? Uh,
1: well, just briefly before I get to the refs, the other, just that was a crucial killer thing in the series. It was just how many times those momentum moments were just crushed. Yeah. Not just the we Curry's didn't ourselves a lot. Huh? A lot. Not just the Not, just, not just, exactly. Not just the Curry bomb after LeBron's bomb, but uh, uh, there was the great steal. You know, Jared had the ball. I knew once you started pushing the ball at the court, I thought, oh God, just just stop, just stop, give it to somebody else. No, no. And then he get and then he tried yeah. to rush it to LeBron, steal. It was just and if I honestly, that's when he started going downhill. That's when he stopped shooting. I think he got discouraged by that. He was so broken by it. Yeah, like that, that was a that was a crucial awesome. game-killing moment um that you know helped contribute. There was a lot of moments like that, you know, where it was just those like oh my God. It was worse than the deflating three when like the crowd's about to explode. It was just there were there's did so many of them.
2: Did the flagrant on Jr. bother you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially given how illegal the screens have been, but you know the refs aren't playing it that way. The refs are, are so automaton when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. They're automaton when it comes to a replay, and it's just like they, they they don't have control anymore. They call it by the letter of the by by the book. When the game's in action, they don't call it by the book. So it's, it's just so fucking infuriating. I would have expected at least like them to then stop, you know. Like, I think they knew that was a bullshit call, but he put his arms up, you know. He didn't try to avoid the, the pick. Uh,
2: I thought he put a shoulder into him. I thought it was by the – I wouldn't call it a flagrant in my ideal NBA, but by the rule of the law right now, I yeah. think it was. I also the didn't have a problem with JR doing it, though.
1: No, neither did I. I wasn't upset at him for that. I was like, yeah, you know what, fine. send a message. But, like, the point is the rest didn't get the message of, like, they're setting illegal screens all the fucking time and you guys don't call it. They didn't it didn't sink in like uh you know, boy, what you know else is again it, it just didn't have any kind of message like that. Yeah. Um I don't know what will at this point. You know, my dad still thinks that um that we should you know, Blatt and everyone player should be just lambasting the refs and taking the fines to send the message the way, you know, Je- uh, Stan Van Gundy manipulated the refs in the old 90s from conference finals. Uh, which I don't really remember so much, but I kind of, he was like, he was these like snide pot shots, you know, whatever.
2: I don't think Vlad has the, the personal capital with the officials in the NBA right now.
1: To I, think he ha- I think he has none. I think he has absolutely none. Uh, I also think that, uh, Stan McGunny didn't have to complain to the refs cause they were already calling it that way. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, Stan McGunny had nothing to complain about.
2: And no it had no effect on the refs. Does it worry you that Jr. is one flickered foul away from a suspension for the, for the finals?
1: Not really. I mean, kind of. <laughs> this was gotten to. I mean, like, it's just like there was the other night when he fouled out. I was like, oh, thank God, JR, just sit down. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, it does worry me because that was that just wasn't his night, so I was happy to have him out. Uh, not happy, but it was, like a, it was just kind of a relief. Yeah. But, you know, now he might go off, and you don't want to lose him for anything. And if you lose him, also, you just, you just lose a warm body who can play ball. Um, I, it worries me, but I also think uh, the refs, God, I mean, that's the thing he's gotten a lot of tiki tack flagrants. I mean, yeah, he got a big one for the punch but, uh, uh, you know, he's gotten a lot of other smaller ticky tack ones. Uh, you know, those double technical bullshits that he didn't deserve. Uh, and they, you know, I really might lose my shit if they give him a technical for something that is, that is borderline. They, they're going to have to really be smart. About. Oh, yeah, that would make me mad. Or at or the very least, they might call it technical in the game and then rescind it afterwards like they did with Dwight Howard. Uh, right. right. I, I think they, I think that's how they have to approach it. I, I feel like the NBA probably will, but who knows. Uh, no, what, what else to out about the refs is that I don't understand. LeBron had nine free throws, Matt, last night. Clearly he wasn't going to the rack at all because no one – I wish we had stats on how often he went to the rack, but it felt like 35 times. And, uh, you know, I don't know any kind of percentage of guys going to the rack that often who don't get that many – who only get nine free throws. Uh, I mean, just taking away our eyes. Just close your eyes and look at the stats. That's yeah. weird, deeply weird. It's a pattern going for the whole finals. A guy going to the rack getting there without, you know, forcing the issue but just getting there because he's who he is and not getting calls because he gets hammered because he's so big. I just I, – I don't get it and I don't expect to get called again. I think the Cavs have to just, you know, and LeBron had the right attitude last night. I complained about it in the previous podcast that LeBron, yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. to right game
2: five. He did,
1: yeah. Game five, he came with the right attitude and just said, "I'm just gonna play through it." And uh, and I and he had a better game because of it. You know what I mean? He's got to keep doing that. He's got to keep doing that, and just hope that the calls eventually come. Um, I don't know what's gonna make them come. A rain dance, uh, a blowjob in the right place.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'd, I'd like that to start, but I agree with you. I don't think it's very likely.
1: I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, uh, so all right, we got about eight minutes left, Matt, before we have to go. Let's talk about game six. Um what are your uh, what are your keys to the game?
2: Jesus, man. Um <laughs> it is we are barely keeping this together, right? There so their role players are gonna have to not hit shots. We need that. Mm-hmm. Um
1: you know what? I don't how were they good were they that good last night? I don't think they really uh, they really were okay. Barnes was okay. 3 for
2: 7. Green was 4 for 9, 7 that of was- 10 from the free throw line. Um Iguodala 5 for 11, 2 of 5 from
1: 3, Thompson 5 of 14, Barbosa was 4 of 5. So they were solid, but like, you know, I got to think they aren't going to do better than that the last two games. I feel like they're down, they're due for a regression. Um but, we need so that. We, need,
2: we, need, we need Curry not to go bonkers. Yeah. We need. We need our guys to, like. Our guys are terrible again in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of Titi, who had a nice game, he's six for eleven from the field and also seven of ten from the line. Shumpert's yeah. three of nine, although three of six from three point range. Uh, Vidova, two of nine. He's turned into a pumpkin. And uh, Jr. Five of fifteen. We just can't. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, part, James Jones to shoot more, maybe is that weird?
1: Yeah, but he, he hasn't had a, he hasn't had an opening. They're they're sticking they're, they're they're playing Clay and Curry rules on him, and yeah. they're
2: right.
1: Um, I, honestly, honestly, I, I'm not. I'm Maddie. I'm gonna break from. I'm gonna break from um, type. I'm gonna break from tradition oh, of please. being of being horrified of being in constant state of dread. Uh, Matt, we're fucking down 3-2. They're laughing at us. They don't think we belong. Uh, The Warriors are acting like they've already won this game. Curry even said last night, like a reporter asked him a trap question about, like, is this the moment you're going to remember from the finals, how you played tonight? Like, this is what you'll remember in the the finals. And Curry was like, ah, I don't want to say, you know, that we're going to win, you know, blah, blah. You know, I won't remember if we lose, but, you know, when we win. He said, "When we win, like they, they, they're already, they're already, they already, th- they already know, they, they already think they're going to win. They already, they already think they've won, frankly, uh, and so do their fans, and so do most of the league, um, and so do a lot of Cavs fans, because you know it's hard to see what we can do. It's, it's how we felt in Game One when we gave ourselves a Jim Carrey chance. So you say, yep. a chance, and we saw Games Two and Three, uh, and I, frankly, watching the way they played last night, adjusting on the fly, having no answer, and having to pull Mozgov and seeing how he played." With them on their floor, on their own home floor, with their home cooking, you know what? On it, we got this. We got LeBron James. We got a team that is mentally tough. We got a, te- we got a team that's used to playing seven men all game. A seven man deep bench. Golden State's on two games in a row. They haven't done that all season long. That's so true. Try, Steph Curry
2: was hydrated after the game. They're mm-hmm. making
1: it nauseous. Uh, they, they haven't done that. Uh, I got to imagine they're going to start going deeper into their bench. And when they do, when, yeah, and this thing you notice: if they put uh, try to put David Lee out there, Mozgov time. Boom! They try and put uh, Bogut out there, Mozzie. They try and put uh, <laughs> Izzy out there. If he dies, he dies. What's going to happen? Uh, you know. So uh, I I think the keys are finding a way to get Mozgov twenty minutes finding some way somehow to get the monga up 20 minutes that's a huge key that gives us an edge. Uh, the second key is LeBron doing what he did last night again. He's got to keep doing it. He, we 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 need him to bring the energy of I am going to beat the ever living shit out of this team. Yeah. I'd like marriages. to
2: see them I'd like to see them do more the high pick and roll with him rather than
1: Absolutely. I'd like to see them do some really punishing picks. Just just give it right back to them. Give those butt screens, give those leg kicks. Give those uh, walking screens where you put your arms out and bear hug them. Force them. Force them to start calling that pick. I would love mm-hmm. for them to start calling that pick on both teams. I would love that. That would be a huge edge for us if they were forced to start calling that pick because of the way we're cu- playing it. And we'll say to them, oh, you're calling this on us? Are You better fucking call it there because they will start calling it there. They're going to have to. If we start doing the exact same thing to them, they'll have to start calling it. So I think it's actually, you know, I didn't even think of that beforehand. But I think that's a big key. Actually, we have to just start doing more high pick and rolls. Dave Deming has been calling for this all series. I agree, uh, but I think from a different reason. I mean, obviously, the high pick and roll works. It's a good. It's a good scheme. I get that. That's a good reason to do it. It gets LeBron flying towards the rim uh, with guys on their heels. I get that's also a good reason. I think the biggest reason, honestly, is it, it, it levels the playing field on the illegal picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need that. We need that from LeBron. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the final key are our best mommies to hit and their best a miss. So, those are the same things uh, that we talked about before. But the big key, I think, the big difference maker is going to be finding a way to get Moz tw- 20 minutes, not 30 minutes like these assholes uh, who think it was a horrible move to bench him in uh, game five. Uh, they're right and they're wrong. What, what they're wrong about in particular is their vehemence in, um, and, and saying he was the key to everything. No, he wasn't, but there wasn't really – we didn't have a good plan for keeping him in the game, given the, the double-teaming they were doing on offense uh, and the difficulty we had with him guarding a You know, we've got to figure something else out. So that's, those are my keys. Your, your final thoughts?
2: I am – it sounds like you're, you, you think the Cavs are going to win this one, Pat.
1: Yeah, I do. I am I am less confident. I mean, you, uh, have a, you have every right to be. Every every ounce of reason suggests that we're going to lose this game. Just like we were supposed to lose Game Two, just like we we're supposed to lose Game Three. Yeah, we, we swept out of this goddamn playoffs.
2: Yeah, I I feel like the things are reverting to how they're supposed to be in mm-hmm. these last couple of games. Um, and I just don't know that. I I just don't think we got enough in the chamber.
1: You told me last night, Matt, nothing is fucked here.
2: That's true. I mean, no, nothing is fucked here because it, uh, it was just game five. We We're supposed to lose it. We're supposed to be down 3-2 at this point. We're going back home. Um, it's, it's not panic time. And it's not, I'm, not, I'm not panicking. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not terribly optimistic about game six.
1: Well, Matt, what Cleveland fans ever optimistic or terribly optimistic about anything?
2: So Matt, very, yeah. true. Matt, very
1: true, very true. Matt, what you're sounding like right now, what you are sounding like right now is young Pat McMenamin watching Michael Jordan shoot free throws against the Cavs in that playoff game.
2: Oh, look at look at you, Pat. What closure on this podcast you're bringing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning.
0: The French Republic together in their core <laughs> and in their knee.
1: <laughs> that's the wrong. That's the wrong clip. <laughs> oh, I blew it. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I love it. That was a random ass shit that came in. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I bring, good, good work on the soundboard, oh, Pat. Good flourish. Uh, I I got so many fucking windows open. I don't even know what's going on.
2: <laughs> so I don't know. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'd love to get this game, man. To put it to seven would be a big deal. I think it's just a different, even if we lose in seven, I think it's a different kind of series. um, If we're able to push it that far, it feels different. It'll look different historically. Um, I want that badly. I want to just punch him in the mouth one time.
1: But fuck that, Mac. Fuck historically. Fuck gravy. Fuck the the whole, oh, hey, you know what, playing hard, playing well, forcing a game seven is gravy. It's gravy. Fuck gravy, man. We got two fucking wins. We got a game six at home. I don't think these fucking guys are good enough. They're a great fucking team. They're a great fucking team, but they're a bunch of posers. They're a bunch of front runners. Uh, I think they're mentally weak. I think they got an amazing coach that's like playing against the goddamn computer. So I, don't, I, don't, I, I will not be surprised in the least if we lose. I will not be surprised. Put it that way. But um, I, I have good reason. To have faith in these Cavs because of how they fought this entire series. I know they're undermanned, but watching the watch that game again, how we hung with them when they, we we were playing their style, right? Yeah. Their style hung with them. We're up one with like four minutes, something like that, left.
2: I think it was more like seven? six and a
1: half. Six, six
2: and a half or seven, yeah.
1: Up one when Curry went Nova or whatever, because you know home court going crazy. I will say I I don't I'm I'm this is the thing. They don't want to have Curry playing the isolation ball, dribble stuff. That's the thing that scares me, right, when they do that because we have no way to stop it. Um, but I don't know if they, they are willing to keep doing it, and I wonder if it backfires at some point because it gets them out of their offense.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, I don't think their role players shoot as well on the road. I don't think our role players will shoot as poorly uh, at home uh, with this. their backs against the wall. I don't think they're going to give in, Maddie.
2: Yeah. I like your optimism,
1: Pat. Well, fuck it. You know what? I don't give a shit. Why, why, would, I, why, would, I, why would I just dread the inevitable? Fuck it. <laughs> Michael Jordan was the inevitable. And yeah, I don't give a shit that we ended up losing that series. <laughs> but you know what? That's the point. My dad's point was not to say that we're going to win. That wasn't the point. It was never the fucking point. The point was you don't fucking give in. That's what Cleveland fans are about. That's the reason why we keep coming back to this shit. We're not sadists. We're not masochists. We have fucking faith that there's something worthwhile here. That at some point it's gonna happen. And with a team like this, this is a team I believe in. This is the team that I I am willing to put faith in to say, you know what? Even though there's no <laughs> real good reason to hope that you're gonna do it, I believe in you. And we'll see what's gonna happen. Uh, and, <laughs> and and I'll give the final word to um, uh, uh, the greatest man of the twentieth century. You
0: can't stick it to that. Never give it. Never give it. Never, 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 in nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy.
1: That's right, Matty. Mm, I feel inspired, Patty. Tomorrow Tomorrow night, do not back down. Get in people's faces. Get out there. Uh, What are you watching tomorrow night, Matty?
2: I think the confines of my home is the only important
1: place to watch a game like this. Uh, I haven't decided yet. I think I might have to go out. I think I might have to. Um, uh, it was good luck. Well, fuck the luck. I just need to be out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I I I just I just don't want to be alone when it happens. I need to be able. I need to be somewhere. I have to walk home if something bad happens. And more yeah. importantly, if we win, I want to be in people's faces. Uh I like it, Patty. Cause, cause they don't believe it's going to happen. They don't see it come. They don't see it coming, Matty. They don't see it coming. All right, Matty, I'll let you go. It's it's late. You got to go. Um, game six tomorrow night. Uh, we're not going to announce when we're going to talk next because there's no need. We're going to right. talk. We're going to talk. when We're going to talk. And That's
2: right. We'll correct, send it out, Patty.
1: out to everyone. Uh, let's get Cavs win tomorrow night, Matty. Let's do it, Patty. I want it. All right. Until next time, this is Matty and Patty saying, Burr. Burr.
2: Ship. ship.
1: Oh, it's good. It's good. You, you did the lawn on the ship part. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Go, We're Cavs, Matty. Go, Cavs.
2: All right, buddy. Let's go get them.
0: Go, Cavs.